It's another Friday and we have another episode of WandaVision. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning where we discuss all things movies, reviews, rankings, updates, and all of that good stuff. But today we'll be discussing a bit of TV with WandaVision. Sorry for not doing an episode this week. Extremely busy and I probably will be busy for the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be a struggle to you know, get some content out there. But there's a lot of things I want to talk about, like the little things and stuff. But we'll see how that goes within the next couple of days. Anyways, today I'm going to be discussing the fourth episode of Marvel Studios' original series, WandaVision, that, you know, is premiering on Disney Plus every Friday. We had episode four today and episode three last week. Go check out my spoiler review of episode three if you haven't seen episode four. But yet again, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen episode four, obviously I'd recommend you to click off pretty much as soon as you can. But I'm going to get right into it. I'm not going to waste any time. This is going to be more one shot. I'm not going to like edit anything out because, you know, I kind of want to make this to be more of podcast form because it's more of a spoiler discussion or recap of an episode. I don't think I should really, you know, tamper with it too much because I want to get my raw thoughts out there. So I'm going to get into a massive spoiler warning right now. So if you haven't seen the episode, click off now. So we're going to get right into it with my initial thoughts on the episode. And I thought this was probably my favorite episode so far. It was definitely the episode that I feel touches into what I want out of my out of a TV show a lot more than the first three episodes, though, because I'm not someone who watches mid-century sitcoms. With that said, I enjoyed those first three episodes, but I think this is kind of what most people were expecting when they got into a Marvel television show, except with a very, you know, with a spin on it, of course. So I want to discuss here kind of a lot of things I really liked about the episode, but really I'm just going to go through it and talk about all of that. So spoiler warning, the episode starts off with the scene at a hospital, which in standard aspect ratio or a cinematic aspect ratio, which was, was surprising. I thought we were going to go get back into the sitcom element like pretty much right away, but it really wasn't a sitcom episode. It was definitely a, a sci an episode of a sci-fi show, which... I liked it. The tone is varying, varying a lot, and it doesn't even feel unnatural. I feel like this is a natural progression for where things would go, while this episode doesn't exactly go further in time. You'll see what I'm talking about. But the episode starts out, we have Monica Rambeau, played by Tiana Paris, who is in a hospital. She's just pretty much come back into existence after the blip. She's obviously this is kind of showing people coming back after the snap, so they kind of re-dust into a person, which... I thought the effects looked fantastic, but that's an interesting take on it. That's not really what I expected because I feel like it's a little on the nose, but, you know, that's all right. And we see her running around. She's looking for a patient, and then she's pretty much asking for her mother, which is obviously Maria Rambeau from Captain Marvel, who's Carol Danvers' friend. Then we learn that Maria Rambeau is actually dead, and she's been dead for three years because before this, she had a successful surgery, but two years, obviously, after that, after Monica vanished, she died. So Maria Rambo, played by Lashana Lynch, obviously it would be difficult to even have her in because of the 30 or 25 year time gap since Captain Marvel. She's obviously not going to be a part of the future of the MCU, but I think that, that was quite easily predicted. So Maria Rambo has died, her mother, and she's now pretty much back in sword after being blipped away for five years, as well as a lot of their agents. And we kind of get to talk about how Maria was actually the person who started S.W.O.R.D., which is why Monica really is a part of it. And I think that's a good way to get around the explanation quickly. You know, we see that there's a director, which she knows from before the blip. And they kind of talk a bit about technology. And it's not really too much, but there's nice little references 
to the MCU, and we obviously see that she's a she's a captain, so she's obviously a big deal in this organization. Again, obviously because her mother founded it, but she goes to outside Westview, which is kind of like what we saw last episode, somewhere in the daylight, and we meet. When we once again meet after nearly you know two and a half years away, we meet Jimmy Woo, played by Randall Park. Now it's not said whether he was blipped away or not, but that doesn't really matter because. He pretty much shows up, and he's kind of, he's obviously still an FBI agent. I initially thought that he became a sword agent. That's clearly not what's going on. He's still an FBI agent. He's coming to investigate what's going on because these sheriffs, you know, are suspecting something. You know, Monica and Jimmy Wu—they're asking these sheriffs pretty much about, you know, what's going on with Westview, and they pretty much say that, you know, we grew up in Eastview. I don't know what this town is, and apparently it's a missing person case or a missing town. A person's case because there's a bunch of people who've disappeared and everyone who they knew from the town has disappeared. So they know something is up. But actually, I forgot to talk about something. Jimmy Woo does that card trick that Scott Lang taught him in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I love that callback. And really, only people who are fans of the Ant-Man movies, I think, will catch that. I did, and I loved it. I love those little callbacks that really only like diehard MCU fans will catch. And I would say I'm definitely one of them, and I really appreciated the nice little nod they gave. By the way, I'm still a big fan of Adam and the Wasp, and no one will ever change my opinion on that. I just really enjoy those movies, and I really enjoyed Jimmy Woo in it, and I love that we have Randall Park back. I love that he's getting more time to spend with this character, because I was hoping he wasn't going to be like a one-and-done. I mean, I had a feeling he'd probably show up in the next Ant-Man movie, but I like that you know, he'll be showing up a few more things, and a little more, he might be a little more important than maybe we were initially expecting. And that's great because I really do want to see more of him in this universe because I really enjoy his character and I think he's really funny and has really nice comedic timing. We move on with the episode and they attempt to put this sword helicopter in which we saw in episode two and we can clearly see that it vanishes from their radar and kind of their view on it. So they know something's up and basically Monica's walking towards it and she just completely vanishes from Jimmy Woo and you can clearly tell that you know it's like a, a pocket dimension almost that they're entering. So pretty much they set up a sword camp or an FBI-led camp. And we bring in Darcy Lewis, who's a character played by Kat Dennings from Thor The Dark World. Initially, I was thinking to myself, out of all the characters they could have brought in, she's not the character I would have thought of. And I was worried because in Thor The Dark World, I thought her character really didn't fit in a movie that's already pretty boring. But I think in this, she works a lot better because she's get, she gets to take a bit more of a lead and she's not as just, she's not as much passed off as just the side character who's there. And I think she's, I think Kat Dennings fits into what they're doing in this episode and this show a lot more than she did in what they're doing throughout the Dark World. And to the point where I can almost say that I enjoyed her presence in this episode, which I wasn't expecting because I got a little worried when they added her because I didn't really like how they wrote her character in Thor the Dark World. But I think they're doing justice by that and I think the writers on this show have a much better grasp of what's really going on and how to write characters which are likable and that's obviously a good thing so what happens next is she kind of just goes through and she gets some old TVs you know to test all this out and kind of see what's going on then she kind of comes and basically a bunch of sciencey stuff and she manages to you know play the episodes of WandaVision that we've been seeing you know from the 50s 60s and 70s and then we learned that pretty much what we, you know, somewhat, some, you know, what we kind of suspected is true. And that it's, they're kind of creating sitcom episodes for people outside to view. 
that's something I really didn't expect, but I knew that some people were theorizing about that. And I love that we kind of got to tap into that, and even they were watching it as if the events were unfolding, and we pretty much learned that that character who's been watching, you know, the sitcom episodes from, you know, at the end of each episode, you know, from their view, just sitting there making notes, that's Darcy Lewis. It's not Mephisto. It's not what, like, Agatha Harkness. It's no one like that. It's no one massive. It's just her. And I think that's a really good way to do it because it shows that, you know, S.W.O.R.D. has a grasp on what's going on. And some people might be disappointed by that reveal, but personally, I love it. So that's going to be something that's going to be subjective, and you're going to have to make up your, like, your mind with that as you watch it. But then we kind of see them trying to assemble together, you know, who's the cast in this, kind of get these characters, who's playing Mr. and Mrs. Hart, obviously with Wanda and Vision. And I like that they're questioning, you know, isn't Vision dead, and why is Wanda stuck here? Why are the Avengers in a sitcom? I like that what we're seeing is also what the characters in, in the show who aren't part of the sitcom are also experiencing. And I think that it brings, like, a weird, you know, reality exception into it. And I sort of like that. It's very, it's a very odd direction to go. And I like that. And then as they're watching the episodes, pretty much, we see that they're getting edited, sort of. So, well, firstly, we also get confirmation that that character speaking into the radio was Jimmy Woo. Because this episode kind of takes place, like, alongside the first three episodes. But it kind of just fast forwards through it. But it's kind of from a different perspective. And I like it when shows do that. Some people might consider it as a step back, but I think in terms of what it reveals, it moves so much of the plot forward that I think it really works. But as we move on, uh, we get the beekeeper, and he kind of goes underground, and you know he's getting sent to speculate, you know, check what's going on. And the way it was kind of done, I thought was sort of weird, in that he doesn't get sucked in by the, you know, by you know the barrier like Monica did or the helicopter did so i think some of the rules aren't fully established properly and isn't very clear and a little inconsistent which is probably my biggest complaint with this episode some of the things they're doing don't quite line up with some of the other things they're doing like well it was really only that part but i think that's probably my biggest complaint with this episode is i felt i noticed that and i was sort of i sort of felt sort of odd like how he just went in and half his body was still stuck he wasn't like pushed through as we like saw with the other characters but then again, the camera was from the other side, so it might look different. I'm not sure. We'll see how that one goes. But pretty much as Darcy and Jimmy and Jimmy are, t- are looking at, you know, watching the sitcoms, reacting to Wanda and Vision, having a kid and all that, which is all great, they pretty much realize that someone's been editing it. And even, you know, with the beekeeper scene that gets edited, and as Monica says, Ultron, Jimmy, who says, wow, there's no, not been a reference to the real world. And instantly, as um, you know, she's about to you know say something to Wanda, like so at the end of the last episode, the episode gets edited, and we see that Vision just comes in, and obviously they're very weirded out. They're kind of like, "What's going on?" They're trying to replay the tape and just mess around with it to make it work, but it doesn't because you know Wanda obviously doesn't want reality to set in as much as maybe it got to at the end of the episode. Then we kind of get a replay of last week's events, but we get more of it. For example, uh, all we saw was Wanda saying, why did you say that and who are you? And then it kind of just cut. But now we see what happened beyond that in the conversation. It kind of became real because the aspect ratio isn't a sitcom ratio, but it became like a cinematic aspect ratio, like most of this episode is in. So I like the balance. I like the change in that, and I like how unique it's going. 
And we learned that Wanda did, in fact, completely kick her out, breaking her house, sending her through. But Wanda's kind of saying that she's trespassing, which I thought was an interesting choice of words. That's a point where everyone's just going to think of that clip from the Joker from the Dark Knight. But obviously meaning that she, Wanda does, in fact, have some control of this. And it, it's even reaffirmed in the next scene where Monica tells, um, you know, like everyone who's going around, like, you know, when everyone, when all the cars and stuff are coming in as she's sent through the barrier and dimension, Monica says pretty much, it's Wanda. She's doing this. And I think that's something that I, we could obviously expect from how she just sent Monica flying out last time. So this is something that I really like this reveal, but I still don't think she's fully in control of it. But she does say that, you know, you're trespassing, you know, you shouldn't be here, you're not from here, or whatever. So it's very clear that she does have some grasp of it, but I'm very interested to see if, you know, someone else is kind of trying to control her to do this, if she's playing by someone's rules, which is why. And she acted a bit villainous, and then, of course, cutting away from all the stuff outside, and we're back into a sitcom, and Vision walks in, now, so this is still in a cinematic aspect ratio because, you know, um, because, you know, we haven't, she hasn't edited it to become a sitcom like at the end of the last episode. But this time, he basically, he walks in and then Wanda, and then the camera pans up and then we see that it's a version of Vision, which is like he was at the end of Avengers Infinity War, which was that he was... You know, obviously what happened to him, you know, like with the, when the stone was ripped out and his face was kind of, or his head was kind of, part of it had just been like pulled out and broken. And it was a very good moment of horror because when the scene first comes up, that's not at all what you're expecting. And it kind of really took me off guard. And I really like some of the little moments of creepiness we're getting, whether it's with a beekeeper going underground or especially this moment, which is one of the more surprising and unsettling moments of the MCU, and I like that we're going to get a bit of that. Similar to that, we're going to get that in Sam Raimi's upcoming Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So they're clearly setting this like a bit of a horror-themed sort of subgenre in the MCU, and I really hope we get more of it, because they do it really well in this episode. But then she kind of looks back up, and Vision's normal again. So we can clearly that Wanda's reality is sort of starting to break a lot more because especially what happened at the end of last episode and it's kind of going into more here and it kind of gets even worse for her with what we're seeing because Vision's really starting to suspect something but she's kind of just passing it off and the episode ends with pretty much Vision just, you know, like what's going on and they kind of sit there and it ends pretty much where last episode ended but we have so much more context and information to what's going on. Clearly she's part of this and she's, you know, in, you know she's kind of responsible for some of the things that are going on here but... You know, is she being controlled by someone or, you know, is she just trying to manifest a reality so that she can be with Vision again? I don't know, and I'm guessing that most of you are still probably as clueless about it as me. And with that said, that comes to the end of this spoiler review. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really, really love this episode. This is exactly what I want, a more mixture of sitcom and real life because I love that mixture as well as I think that it balances it out for the mainstream audience in terms of, you know, just general fans of television a lot more. And I think they're going to like it a lot more, especially just being casual MCU fans because they don't get as much of the sitcom element, which they're not a big fan of. So I like that this show is trying to strike a balance and the pacing is definitely quickening up because the first few episodes were 
in my opinion, quite slow and a little overly slow for a lot of people. I didn't mind. I love the slow buildup, but this episode is definitely moving that forward. And we definitely get a sense that Wanda is somewhat, you know, part of what she, what, what's going on here. And Vision is clearly starting to suspect something. And that's what I'm expecting from the next episode. So if, you, if you were to ask me right now, for my like 30 seconds, if I could summarize what I think will be coming next, I do think that next week we're going to get a much more sitcom-heavy episode. I know some people will be disappointed by, by that, but I think that we're going to get that. But unlike the first three episodes, it's going to have a lot more moments of vision and Wanda and kind of the, rea- kind of the sitcom reality breaking more episode, more like cuts and edits within that reality. And from Darcy Lewis's and Jimmy Wu's perspective, I, I hope we get more of them kind of and kind of their perspective on it. And I really hope that Paul Bettany really gets to shine and kind of really show, you know, how Vision is questioning this reality. And I think that's what we're going to get next week's episode. So anyways, that, that comes to the end of this spoiler review for WandaVision. I've been talking for nearly 20 minutes now without any cuts, so I'm really starting to run out of breath. But this episode of WandaVision, I think, was great. It's my favorite episode of the show so far. I cannot wait for episode five next Friday, and I'll be, of course, be back with another spoiler review. We're basically nearly halfway through the season now, which is crazy. Anyways, I'm so looking forward to what's going on next. WandaVision is turning out to be absolutely superb with what they're doing, and I cannot wait. I really hope I get next week I do this review a little earlier so I can kind of have more time to speculate. And I hope we get a lot more, you know, context and things next episode like we did with this episode. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Share this review with any of your friends who, who love the show and have seen the episode. Please do not spoil this episode for anyone. And if you're still here and you haven't seen the episode and you've just been completely spoiled, that's sort of unfortunate because there's a lot of surprising things in this episode that I think you would have loved to learn watching it. So... I do not recommend you guys to watch these reviews at all. You know, if you haven't seen these episodes, of course. And yeah, so I hope all of you watching have seen the episode. But anyways, with that said, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.